This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is our Arsenal preview series, our show in which we look ahead to the next Arsenal fixture where I'm joined by some fantastic guests from our members Discord server to join up and discuss these games. Uh, this one is a, in particular, quite a big one, Arsenal against Liverpool in the third round of the FA Cup. Arsenal kicking off this year's domestic tournament in a very challenging manner. Of course, Arsenal only two weeks ago came away from Anfield with a 1-1 draw, but it's it's kind of been all downhill since then. Defeats against West Ham and Fulham have really put Arsenal's title credentials on the back foot. But a big win against a title rival would certainly enable us to get somewhere in the realms of positivity and perhaps some momentum as we take a little break with the Premier League mini winter break, if you will, uh, coming up this weekend for Arsenal, or rather next weekend for Arsenal before we get back underway against Palace. So an interesting game, an interesting fixture. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to wherever you happen to be, rather, in the world. Uh, do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel. If you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show, we've got Aaron in the chat box, no one and Jimbo. We've got old Dave joining us. Dominic Rose asking for a shout out because he never gets up early enough for the other morning ones. Uh, JDV, Gunny, Guna, uh, Ryan Kirkpatrick, our resident Liverpool fan, uh, joining us as well. He's going to behave, I'm sure. Anthony and Jimbo as well. Thank you to everyone tuning in. Let's in introduce you rather to our guests for this evening. First of all, it's Chris. How do you, mate? It's been a little while. Yeah, yeah, nearly a year, and I'm back just to. Uh... Is it really a year? Did you... <laughs> it's scary, isn't it? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, but uh, I think I'm seeing you at our live event. Am I right in saying that or not? Yep. Yeah. Indeed, I, I thought I was. I thought I was. Lovely stuff. But I did see you at our Ray, the Ray Parlour event that we did, of course, as well. That was more recently. Yep. And, and the Ask Blog thing that we... The, um, of course. Thing. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm around. Yeah, I've been around. <laughs> just not been on the channel, that's all. All good, mate. All good. Also joined by Kian. Kian, how you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you so much. Good stuff. I often wonder how I manage to fit headphones around a cap, but that is a particularly <laughs> large one, so I don't know how you've managed to do that, but fair play. He hasn't even got an answer. Not even it's an my answer gaming to that. One, that's why. 
fits me. <laughs> that might be why it explains it. And fantastic to make a debut on the channel from our Discord server after basically, let's be real, our Discord server bullying people into coming on at this stage. Uh, it's Bryce. How are you doing, Bryce? Doing well. How are you guys? Very good. Where are you joining us from? Uh, Wisconsin, over in the United States. Lovely stuff. So it's what? About, oh, I'm going to guess 12 midday-ish by you? Uh, yeah, it's 11. Yep. 11.03. Yep. Oh, just before six hours behind us, lovely. Uh, let's get straight into things. Uh, Bryce, we'll actually start with you. How are you feeling ahead of this very interesting but challenging fixture? Ah, uh, excited. I think. Um, I think that going back and playing Liverpool again after what was, I don't know. For me, it was kind of a disappointing draw. I was really hoping to go and win against them in the in the league, but you know. That's what happens, you know, two top clubs playing each other is what it is. Um, I think that we're going to be a lot better off with uh, Mo Salah out on international duty. I think that's going to help us out a lot in this next fixture. Indeed, yes. Not just Salah, but also Endo is away with the Japanese side and the Asia Cup. And Dominic Zobosla is injured and will not be available for this game. Sad, I won't see the boy uh, at the crowds on Sunday. But rather positive for Arsenal, of course, to not have to deal with his talents. Kian, Liverpool, of course, I think were probably the better team when we went to Anfield and maybe were perhaps a slight fortunate to come over just a point there. They hit the woodwork twice uh, in that game. But are you feeling like with the Emirates environment makes it slightly more weighted in our favour and Salah's of obvious uh, absence too? Yeah, I think I think we lost the midfield battle last time we played them and obviously Zinni didn't have the best game. But you can understand is Salah, you give him one chance, he's going to score. So yeah. like... I, that's why I put Zinni in my team. Obviously, I don't have fear this game of their attack. I don't really know who I even look at and think I'm actually scared about this game, except Jota, maybe, if he starts up front. I'll say Diaz um, is I don't pretty fear threatening. Him. Don't, don't fear him. Oh. Well, he's scoring till Sunday, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed now. We've tempted fate in that sense. Brilliant. Uh, Chris, uh, obviously, Kid touched upon some of the absences there and maybe the lack of fear, but there will be significant changes to their midfield because both Endo and Zoboslai started against us in their game at Anfield. They're not available, only Curtis Jones being there. I don't know about the availability of the likes of McAllister. I don't know if he's returned yet from, from injury, but are you expecting us to have more of an edge in this fixture because of that midfield change? No, I think, I think we go into this game. It's going to be tough. I think mm. you've seen Alexander Arnold start to mm. play a new more inverted role. I think you're going to see him play that. They're going to puck, put him in the midfield. Anybody who thinks that these guys are going to be a walkover, you know, and it's going to be super easy. I think um, probably deluded. Um, People. Yeah. I'd love to get some Arsenal optimism that think Liverpool are a walkover. I don't, I don't care doesn't necessarily fear them, but a walkover would be incredible. Make correction, I don't fear their attack. That's all I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, they're a great side, right? They're well organised. Klopp's already come out in his press conference today and said that they're going to go full strength. You know, they're coming. They're they're coming to get to the next round of the FA Cup, right? And we have to be ready for that. We're at home. It's a great opportunity. You know, I'm slightly worried because the tube strike means that will the Emirates be full, right? You know, I'm I'm getting pinged like, are you going to be able to get there, blah, 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 or, you know, all that sort of stuff. So we'll see what happens on Sunday. And it's only, now I did I Googled it. It's um, two hours and 34 minutes for me to walk from my house to the stadium. 
So um, that's five hours of walking on Sunday for me if, if everything else fails. There are buses, so Chris, hmm? you know. There are there buses. Are, yeah, I know. This one goes from the end of my road to Highbury, to the Highbury Barn. <laughs> it's, 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 it's fine. Well, you're fine, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, look, it's going to be great. Yeah, it is. Uh, to be honest, I'll be very honest. I'm also worrying about the travel side of things. I've got to somehow get from the Emirates to Cannon Street after the game because there's no trains to St Pancras nor Victoria uh, this weekend either. It's a little bit of a chaotic weekend. But with it being a 4:30 kickoff, I'm hoping I'll have enough, enough time to, if I have to, walk across London to get to get to Cannon Street. Might be the way forwards. Worst case scenario, we get a taxi. It's as simple as that. Um, I hope that, of course, Bryce, that we are going to be combative more so than we were at Anfield. You referenced the the midfield battle. I think it was referenced as well by the other guys too. But there are question marks about our left-hand side in particular. We don't know about Zinchenko's fitness 100%. Arteta said that he has one more training session and we'll see kind of where he's at, but he's progressing well, so he could be in contention. But how... Do we go about solving this left-hand side problem? Do we wait for it to play into form, or do we need to change something tactically? Uh, I think it's kind of a, a waiting game right now. I mean, we brought in Urien Timber in the in the summer. He was supposed to be the guy that was supposed to come in and help Zinchenko out and bring a different look. Same with Tommy mm-hmm. Aspu. Tommy Aspu's away on international duty right now. I mean, we have three great left-handed left-backs, or uh, left-footed left-backs. Uh, we're in a good position. It's just that we have one out for the season with a season-long injury. Second one's gone on international duty. The other one, Zinchenko, he's a doubt as well with his calf issues. And let's be honest, he has a history of injury issues. So honestly, I think it is a bit of a waiting game. We don't really have the finances to do anything about it right now anyways. Um, with Arsenal being in a bit of a FFP issues. Um, so for me, it's a bit of a waiting game. I think that we have the players, we have the talent to do something about it and to still be a successful squad. It's just um, getting them healthy um, and capitalizing on games. Yeah, without a doubt. I think you're right about the waiting side of things. I think sometimes it does take time for players to return to form. Players do go through bad patches. I feel like we've been unfortunate that a number of players seem to have hit a a bad patch at the same time. I think that's then come back on the the manager. Um, Is that fair, Kian? Do you think the manager is fairly getting criticised for the overall lack of form of a number of players? Is it down to him while we've suffered these defeats? No, I have to take a break from you know the social side of football on the YouTube because well, I'm dragging you back in. <laughs> uh, isn't you? Unfortunately, you're not you're not so bipolar when it comes to your views on Arsenal, even if we lose at the moment because we had those three losses. And I'm not disagreeing that they were disappointing losses, maybe not to Liverpool, but the other two definitely so. But it's just so extreme right now, and I can see our players were off form for most of the season. Our attackers have not been like, especially Martinelli and Saka, like. I love them to bits, but I can understand they, they're not in form. They're not, they were projected about 15 to 20 goals each, maybe this season, if yeah. you had to go by last season. And they are not on track, nowhere near. Like Saka's no numbers are there, performance is nowhere near there. So I can I can see the, and Jesus, unfairly, he's still doing his job. He still creates, he still goes about different places. Odegaard is creating, not scoring as much. So every single uh, top scorer from last season, they're not performing. So I just don't see, 
how is Arteta's fault? Maybe you can say we've become more controlling, so maybe that's taken away from our attacking side. Maybe we're not transitioning more. But I sometimes see that's half Arteta and half Partey not being there because I think he was so instrumental in giving the ball to Odegaard in transition so fast. The way he turns, the way he breaks lines, the brace, he's not... Like, Bryce is good, but he's not press-resistant like Partey is. Like, Bryce won't lose the ball, but he also won't take on his man as often and get a progressive pass in as often. He'll switch the play, maybe, but he won't do what Partey does, which is quite obvious, I know, but it's still a big thing we're missing, I think. Differences between Rice and Partey are something that I think are really interesting in a debate because, as we talked about in one of the other shows, Rice, I think, has the highest progressive pass frequency of any player in the top five leagues this season. And yet we look at what Partey did and say, well, he's not doing that. But I think it's where those passes from Partey are going that is the difference, whereas Rice is very much ball into those wide areas into um, into Saka or if Jesus drifts or Odegaard drifts, he's playing those balls into those areas. Maybe we'd like to be a little bit more direct. We, without a doubt, we are missing. I think part he has a key like difference that. in the passing. It's like Rice doesn't play those risky passes on the ground to someone close or someone like, like Rice can switch a play really well. He can carry the ball really well. He plays some, has, just nowhere yeah. near as much as part. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think Partey's more pressed with his dribbling-wise as well. So he can't afford to get in those positions to make risky passes as well. You've got a scrutinising face on, Chris, unless that's just how it sits. I want to know what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, look, I... Okay, so I like the way Rice is playing. Mm. Um, I'm slightly bemused about, you know, I think we're, we are looking at something we can't have and going, oh, we would be better. I think some of the movement that Rice has put in has been fabulous. And I think some of the movement, I think the, the thing I would say is we're probably slower this year, but I don't think oh, that's yeah. down, I don't think that's down to the players. I think that's down to the way they're being coached. And if you yeah. look at the constant pressure and all those sorts of things, is what Arteta wants them to do. If anybody thinks any players out there isn't doing what he's told, right? Arteta, Arteta is is pulling the strings for everybody. He has a role for them. Right, and a plan. And I don't think the part I think to me the party argument's a bit of a a bit of a um a bit of a bit of a waste of air. And I don't mean that unkindly, but it probably came out that way. Um it's like we haven't got you're a waste of air, kid. That's what you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Kieran was a waste of air. I said the argument's a waste of air. I know, I know, I know. Because we haven't got it, right? The right. And and the reality is what we've got with rice is brilliant. Right, the way yeah. he's being used, the way he's fitted into that team, the way he sees the rest of that field, um, and you watch him pop things in, and you go, "Okay, I got that." Um, would Party give you something else? Yeah, of course, he's slightly different, and I think he's slightly more defensive, and I think Declan's moving us slightly further forward, and then we seem to stop and get stuck and go slow. So my frustration is more about the team being statuesque in the final third than it is the transitions to get there. Yeah, I think the part of the argument is like secondary to what the primary focus on what has been our restrictions this season, which Arteta has tried to make us harder to beat, uh, I think. And in that showed in games like we saw when we beat Manchester City 1-0, for instance, you know, yeah, that, that showed when it, it was only counter-attacks that Manchester United were trying to use and when they came to, to play as well. I think it was even slightly evident at Anfield, even recently in our poorer patch of form, Liverpool of old, you know, when we've not necessarily been on it, have put three, four, five past us. And they weren't doing that against us recently, even though we are in a, in a tougher patch of form. And if you look at 
the Fulham game, you know, Fulham didn't necessarily have a glut of chances when they beat us. And Arteta said in his press conference today that he felt that we didn't deserve to lose that game. Now, I think there's an easy argument to say that we didn't deserve to win that game. There's no argument in the world you could say Arsenal deserved to beat Fulham. Maybe there's an argument to say that Fulham didn't deserve necessarily to win it. Maybe it should have been a, a more of a stalemate, but I think that's still a bit of a reach from Arteta. West Ham certainly didn't deserve, I felt, the game what they played against us. And Arsenal created 30 shooting opportunities and 77 touches in their box. That That's more of an evidence to say that Arsenal were hard done by in that game. But I do think that Arteta's tried to instill something about resilience in this team this season. But it's cost us, I think, in the forward line. And that lack of speed that you touched upon, Chris, I think is really important. And if there's one team that doesn't lack speed, it's Liverpool, Bryce. And I think that, you know, the speed of Diaz, the speed of Nunez, the speed of Gakpo, the speed of uh, even Elliot's not even exactly sluggish, you know, when he plays. And actually, Ryan, our, I say resident Liverpool fan, he says that he's not been able to watch too many shows this season, but has been catching up. But Ryan says it's probably going to be Jones, McAllister and maybe Elliot. I think there's a chance Graven Birch could be selected as well um, in their midfield for a bit, a little bit more um fight with with rice and i expect Jorginho to be in there but i guess we'll have to wait and see on that one um but yes uh jota Elliott in the wide areas but bryce how do we get back our speed that was there last season that's a tough question i think that we need to start utilizing martinelli more as martinelli was used last year as more of a direct wing um Kind yeah. of switching, switching play, getting him in motion, getting him driving down at his uh, at his defenders and driving towards goal, um, and kind of spacing that field out. I feel like the thing that Arsenal's missing is just that little bit of directness. Because I mean, we are controlling games. Uh, you talked about West Ham, seventy-seven touches in the opponent's box. That's crazy. That, that, yeah. that is crazy. And what's more crazy even, is that you don't then put the ball in the net. That, that's yeah, that's it's more even crazy. That we didn't score. <laughs> like, oh yeah. my goodness. Oh my. Okay. Anyways, uh, so getting a, just a little bit more direct with Martinelli would, I think, benefit the team a lot. Um, we have a lot of uh, control players. I think Kai Havertz is an excellent control player. He doesn't progress the ball forward a lot with his passes, but he sure doesn't lose the ball a lot either. Um, and so. He's kind of a more controlling player. Odegaard's a more controlling player. Saka, he he drives at his guys, but he's not the one making those crazy sprints from out of nowhere. I uh, remember that uh, one ball, I can't remember the game it was, where Tommy Asu just launched the ball to Martinelli from halfway across the pitch, and it just landed right at his foot. He went on yeah, to score. Was was... He cleared it, didn't he? He cleared it, Yeah, and it, was, it would just went... Far yeah. left hand side. What was that? Someone in the chat box will it was remember. The PSG, what that was. Uh, not, yeah, it was the was Champions Sevilla? League game. Yeah, it was a Champions League game for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it was definitely Champions League. And even Lons. if it was a clearance, was I think it might have been Lons. Yeah, it might have been Lons. Uh, even even if it was a clearance, those kinds of opportunities is what Martinelli excels at those one-on-one opportunities against the keeper where he outruns four people because he's one of the fastest players in the premier league. Let's use his speed. <laughs> and so just checking by the way, definitely was, long. I think that's going to be really influential for our attacking options. And then in terms of defending against Liverpool speed, I mean, we have William Saliba. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we have William Saliba. 
This is a really good question, Kieran from Jabu says, I'll ask what Clive was alluding to. It's a, it's just, it's a shame that Jabu can't even take credit for this because uh, it's all Clive. Um, why invert a player that can't invert? Why not try and invert White on the right instead of trying to force Kivior if he has to play to invert on the left? That's actually a question I asked myself as well when I was watching games because like, I really don't like Kivior in the inverted role. Like, it's making yeah. him look bad as well. It's not doing him any panics. Yeah, he, he really panics. <laughs> I don't think he has any problem defensively when he plays centre back. He's good at reading the game and stuff. But on the left back, he gets beat for pace and he struggles to like recover. And it's making him look really bad. And I feel bad for him like playing out of position. And like I think he's losing his like chance with Arteta because I know Arteta doesn't give players that many chances, especially new ones. So I feel bad for him. And yet, why he can play really well? Like does I'm not, I'm not sure if he did before Brighton. Did he play defensive mid? I know that's one of the positions. When we scouted him, that he, he could play, he was centre back, right back, and CDM. Very rarely, though, it was yeah. like one of those where you're like, you see him play there like three games, you're like, oh, he can play defensive midfield. <laughs> it's yeah, like a bit like Chambers when we had him, and he apparently yeah, could play exactly. There. He had that season alone at Fulham, didn't he, where he played defensive yeah. midfield? And then White does play centre back. He brings the ball forward so well, he's comfortable on the ball, even when he's on the right back. He's making people on the side. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. He's like, he's very comfortable, so I don't see why we don't. I don't know if it's Arteta being rigid with the system. I know it's the left back who has to do it. Or maybe he's, yeah, I just don't see, because they're both centre-backs, Kivio and Ben White. I don't see what the difference yeah. is. And Robert says this, Kivior is not even a left-back. <laughs> We're talking about him playing this inverted role. His best position is left-centre-back. That, that is what he is. I think he is a left-sided centre-half. I, th- I actually think his best position is going to be the left side of a back three. I think that would be Kivior's best role. And we don't obviously play that. But we could shift to playing that if the right-back of our system became more of a forward player and if that is Urian Timber maybe that is where then you have Saliba Gabriel Kivior as a back three and Timber's kind of moving into midfield so you become you know you get Timber basically as an auxiliary midfielder a little bit like Zinchenko has been on the left-hand side for us so that's perhaps what you might see the problem with that is I'm not sure if we've got the left-sided midfielder to balance things in the same way as we do on the right-hand side with Odegaard and Saka kind of combining when we don't have the inversion on the right but well, I guess we maybe you could swap Odegaard to the left, but I don't know if that's something he would do. Um, before we go to lineups, uh, there's still a lot, obviously, talk in the chat box at the moment about um, the, the the inversion of the fullbacks. But El Boogie says we would be much better with a six and Rice in an eight. Odegaard is having to do way too much. Chris, what do you think about this for Liverpool? Is it time to push Rice into the midfield a little bit higher up and bring Jorginho in? Um, as you'll see from my line out, I say no. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think this is too important a game for us on momentum. Um, I think you can play that against certain teams that play 
you know that will play that will hold a you know a line um higher or sorry a, a low block defense you can play it there you want to play it against liverpool with the speed they've got with Jorginho? i don't think so and um, i think you've seen with right you saw with rice with the uh, anfield you know his athleticism right i don't want to push him too far forward on this one because we're sitting here going oh zinni might have an injury and now we're looking at speed and pace and yeah we got saliba but reality is you need to be careful um so for me no wrong game um and i think there will be games for that but i don't think this is one of them um and i sort of the whole thing about white and and, and i'm going to drag back slightly because because maybe i have a slightly different view i like what he's doing at the moment i like the way he's working with saka i don't see why we want to change him to be inverted i think that that side of it and that side works really well. And then, you know, Odegaard popping in with little bits and pieces. You know, if we're going to play this way, it's actually working really well. So for me, um, yeah, I like what Wright's doing. I think he's doing what he's told. And I think that's the most important thing. Um, and I don't see how you can run two inverted players at the same time because you're just going to end up with two centre-backs and nobody to defend. You can't do that in this league. You'll just be taken apart. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why even the likes of Man City, you know, you see, you tend to see just the one. It was John Stones invert, and you've got Ake holding, you know, in the left back, or Gvardia holding in a left back role, and vice versa. So, yeah, Kanji might go to the right, and then you've got Ake to invert on the left. It depends on on what they want to do, but you don't tend to see double inversion. It's uh, it would be risky. I don't know if it's possible. I'm not saying it isn't possible, but it would certainly be risky. Uh, let's go through our lineups then, Chris. You said that you didn't start that midfield and you, you certainly have stuck to your word there so talk us through your team okay so i think that the reality is we we need momentum we need to win this game if we can right we need it to not go to uh an ex, you know uh, to be a, to be um all square at the end and go to a replay because that's just not going to work for us you know we're off on two weeks holiday and we need to go and enjoy it without any stress so what I would say is there was somebody in the comments, um, Squeezy Cakes 17 or something, who said about using Jesus as a, a real Jesus, name. Sorry, sorry. That's a real name. name. <laughs> um, using Jesus. I'm as trying a, to find it now. Squeezy Cakes. Squeezy Cakes 17. That's what I wrote down. Maybe I'm okay. I'll rubbish. try to find it. I feel like I would have seen that. <laughs> oh yeah. Jay's left out. Here we go. Squeezy yeah. cake, 17. Right. So I think, right, well, we, I think what we should be seeing is Jesus and Havertz interchanging. So I think Jesus should play a little bit of a left eight um, and Havertz, put Havertz up against um, Van Dyke, make him use his height, right? But not all of the time, right? The, the great thing about the way we play is we don't have one structure. You know, we sit here with a piece of paper and we say, oh, this is notionally where they're going to play. But reality is everybody's going to move around. They're going to flip. They're going to change. We're going to prod. We're going to probe. Um, so, yeah, I'm quite happy for Jesus, for Jesus to sit back a little bit, have it to become more of a target man. I think yeah. Odegaard, you know, Odegaard, for me, he's trying to overcomplicate things and do the same thing again and again. And he does it brilliantly. I'm not arguing with that. I'd like to see him be a little bit more flexible with Saka and maybe them try and play around and, and prod and probe in a slightly different way. But I think the, you know, changing the back five, I think was if you if you don't need to, why would you change it? Um, and my star player was Rice because I think that's going to be really important to give us a platform. 
Yeah, no, I think it's fair. Uh, he's, he's often the most important player on the pitch for us, so I'm not surprised that he comes in that way. Kian, talk us through yours, mate. Ever so slight change to Chris's. Yeah, Ramsdale, I'm just hoping Arteta doesn't disregard him completely because this is the only game he can play now. What else is he going to play in? Because I don't think he's getting back in the Champions League squad. He's This is the only cup left and he's the, the stunning one he's going to play in. So I was, that's why I put him in. I do prefer Raya. It's not like... I prefer Ramsey or anything, but I just think it's logical. If you put him in this one, I wouldn't be surprised. And then rest is the same. I wanted Havertz in there. I like what Chris said about the interchanging of Jesus and Havertz. And I think they did that against Luton. Like Havertz was making runs off Jesus. That's how we got one of our goals. And he got he does that quite often. I just didn't see it against Liverpool, obviously, but hopefully we see that more often. And that's why I did put my star man as Jesus, because I feel like last time we played, like you mentioned, both defences were so solid. It was like all four centre-backs could have given any of them a man of the match in that game. So I feel like the key man is going to be Jesus. Is it like him dropping or maybe taking on a man to unlock the defence? It's going to be him that does it because I don't have confidence in Martinelli or Saka putting anything off. That's been my biggest gripe this season with them too. Like Martinelli last season, like when I was watching the game, I'm so frustrated. We just It just felt like the end of Wenger era, like, just passing the ball side to side to the each winger, then no one's taking their man on, no one's being direct. And yeah, I just don't see anyone else doing that except Jesus in the game and maybe Odegaard. He's been the only on form creatively for us. Yeah, no, I think that Jesus is obviously one that offers multifaceted benefits in that centre forward role. And the question is, can anyone else do that for us? Maybe more might see a lineup with a different option. We won't from Bryce, though, uh, who's also come with the same uh, 10. Obviously, Raya coming in. I'm interested as to why you didn't go with Ramsdale. As I see a couple of you in the chat box have said this to both yourself and, and to Chris as well about um, uh, Matt G saying, I'll be disappointed if Rams doesn't start. Natalie says, hopefully, we'll start Ramsdale. Jimbo says, I missed the Rambo banter with our rival fans. So talk us through your 11, but also why you did go with Raya here. Yeah, so the reason I went with Rhea is just because I think Arteta will. Um, Ramsdale is, you know, I loved Ramsdale last year. He's fun to watch. He was a pretty all right shot stopper. I mean, he was okay and didn't get us a title, though. Uh, and I think that we can see it a lot of goals that could have been saved. But anyways, I just think that uh, Arteta is going to go with Rhea because this is a must win. Uh, where we're currently sitting in the table isn't horrible. We're definitely still contending for a title, but our chances are a lot lower than they were three weeks ago uh, in comparison, in, just in comparison. So I think that Arteta is going to see this uh, FA Cup as a must win now. Like we have to go and win some silverware this season. Um, but And that's the only reason I picked Rhea. Uh, Zinchenko is another one. Um, Pretty sure he's out, but this is my preferred team. Um, I think Kivior is going to end up there um, when Arteta picks this team. And the reason I have Odegaard as my star player is he's been cooking the last couple of weeks. I mean, in terms of chance creation, I think Odegaard's probably our best person in creating those chances. Um, that and that link up he has with Saka is amazing. And I think it's really important to remember that uh, Liverpool doesn't really have a fullback to cover soccer right now. Uh, they have a major injury that broken collarbone. And I'm, if I'm not, if I'm not uh, mistaken, he was their backup anyways, right? The guy that broke his collarbone. 
Yeah, Simicast. Uh, Simicast, yeah. Yeah, Simicast, yeah. He was the backup anyways. And so right now, they don't have a fullback, like a mm. real... Joe Gomez is playing at the moment. Yeah. Who had a very good game against Saka when yeah, he came he on. Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, but I'm hoping that Saka can at least uh, get some uh, momentum up that right wing. Um, Odegaard as well. I'm hoping that Odegaard can uh, distribute to Saka uh, and Martinelli more. And then if they if we're getting into their box and they're basically just throwing 10 guys in the box, have Havertz come in for a late run um, at the far post. And then hopefully Odegaard uh, can cross one of those in and just hit him right in the dome. Right in the dome. That's a phrase I'm going to use again. <laughs> one more time for sure. Um, mine is a bit different um, to the selection so far. I have tried to go with something different to basically if with the form that we're in, I just think we need something different. Um, and I'm not usually the one that does this um, either. So you can tell I might be going a bit crazy. The back four and the goalkeeper. Um, actually, I don't know why I've got Raya in there because it's not meant to be Raya. It is meant to be Ramsdale. So let me just quickly change that. There we go. Um, it is indeed Ramsdale that I would have in goal uh, for this one. I would be incredibly frustrated if, if Raya starts this for him as a person. I just think the idea that he'd been relegated to just League Cup games and non-competitive Champions League games would be such a an insult i see why you guys have, have said Ray. i absolutely see the uh the reasoning behind it if arteta thinks that that's the guy then that's the guy um so yeah ramsdale for me comes in and starts but the back four is is the same zinchenko starting off i say the same he obviously didn't start the game against fulham but there is suggestions that he has got this training session should be okay for that i just trust him more than kivior i think he adds more than kivior if he's fit play him um and to do that to support that bringing Jorginho into the midfield to give you a little bit more of a foundation, perhaps more of a double pivot with Rice on the left-hand side gives you and gives Zinchenko maybe more defensive security than we've had with Havertz there. Jesus and Martinelli, for me, form-wise, you know, are two of probably the, the weakest of the front three in recent games. Uh, I know Saka didn't have a great game against Fulham, still scored, obviously. And I want to see something different. And in terms of that, I think Smith-Rowe, this won't happen, by the way. There is no chance on earth that Arteta is starting Smith-Rowe in this game because for some reason he's forgotten that he exists. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but he has. But for me, Smith-Rowe rose too prominent to Arsenal playing on that left-hand side. He isn't slow. He adds you speed. And I think against you know, Trent Alexander-Arnold, having Smith-Rowe's ability to, to both invert in terms of going interior, but also run into the byline, which Martinelli, I just feel sometimes a little bit too predictable. And Martinelli had a rough time against Canate and Trent at Anfield, really was nullified in terms of his threat. And I just think throwing a wild card, throwing something different in this game. And the other wild card is, of course, Havertz starting as a false nine um, for me in this team and giving us something of a target against the likes of Van Dijk and, and most likely Canate as well, giving us something of a, a physical block, a target man, if you like, in the box to give you something different. Obviously, the goal we scored at Anfield came from that cross from that free kick. They are vulnerable, it seems, where you can get those balls into the box. So I know this is different. You can bring on Trossard, you can bring on Jesus, you can bring on Martinelli if you like. You've got loads of variation and options from the bench if you play with this team as well. So I'm going different. Let me know what your comments and thoughts are on this, of course, in the comment section and the chat box. We finish the show, as always, with predictions. Uh, Chris, we start with you. Scoreline and scorers, please. Mute button. Mute button. There we go. Sorry about that. <laughs> it was background noise my end, and I turned it off. Um, right, 3-1. Right. 
Um, I think um, Havertz. To us, yes? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Just check yeah. it. <laughs> it's I Liverpool. Have... I have to, if it was like, you know, I was about to say Fulham and that would have been really ironic. But go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Havertz, I think Odegaard um, and maybe Rice is due one as well. Um, and I think the third goal will be somewhere very, very close to the end. They'll just be pushing for a draw and we'll just, um, you know, break and score at the end. So I think it's going to be a tight game. I think it'll be 2-1 Liverpool. Unfortunately, I, sorry, I do have to say they will win it. I, I just, apologize, mate. You just predict what you want to predict. <laughs> yeah, the form, it's just been so frustrating watching. It's drained me last three games. Like, the lack of, like, I don't know anything. I don't see us gaining any goals against Liverpool, especially with how their defence is. I think where it's kind of going under the radar. Like, people are saying it now, but their defence is probably better than ours at this point. Like, they're not conceding silly goals as they were at the beginning of the season. And yeah, I just don't see a scoring more than maybe one goal in the game. Fair enough. And Bryce? I'm going to go uh, 2 1 to Arsenal. Um, I'm going to go with an Odegaard goal from the O zone. Um, and then we're going to go with a Martinelli goal as well, just because he needs one so bad. Mm-hmm. I'm going to will it into existence. He's going to score this game um, and he's going to take advantage of Trent being in the midfield. And, you know, just basically break down that flank and hopefully cut in and one-on-one. Fair man, man oh, right, man. on this show. I questioned the habits when he scored four weeks in a row. And I was like, okay, I'm, I can't go back on. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. Well, also, let, old Dave was wondering let, let, uh, what my kit on, was. It's Odegaard. Oh, there you go. Yeah. See, uh, Zach is on the back of my green one, I think. Uh, I haven't got the yellow one for very obvious reasons. And then on the home kit is Zinchenko, I think, this season, actually, uh, which has not gone down too well, to be fair, for his form this year. Um, hopefully, uh, we win the league and Havertz gets his own shirt and it will be the yellow one, but we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, thank you to my fantastic guests. Uh, before I do say goodbye completely, I will throw out the uh, predictions from the chat box. Wilson says 3-2 Arsenal. Natalie says 2-1 Arsenal. Granddaddy Gunas says 2-0 Havertz and Jay Zeus, Profit and Sustainability, which is James. I've just noticed he's changed his name. Uh, it says a nervy 1-0 Havertz win. Old Dave's going for a 4-1 win to the Gunners. Uh, back in his hand, says, my heart says 3-1 to us. My head says 2-0 Liverpool. I think that's where Kean's probably sitting. Uh, Thomas says 2-0 Saka and Saliba bullet header. Uh, Damon's going for a 1-1. Matchy's going for a close game, but an 8-0 Arsenal win. That's a little bit of an oxymoron there. Uh, Granny Poo says Arsenal 17, Liverpool 0. <laughs> this is great. And Ryan says, I think this is a bit of a free hit for us. I think that you need to win. I think that, I think, and, and Ryan says, one new Arsenal. I think the, the pressure is more so on Arsenal. Obviously, Liverpool have a semi final to play um, shortly after in the League Cup as well. Arsenal, you know, without a doubt, the side that need a bit of a boost. And Liverpool can play, I think, with more freedom. So I guess let's wait and still. I still think there's something about the pressure being more off than it is in the league, for sure. Um, and hopefully, Arsenal will lean on that Ivan says 1-0 Ben White screamer uh, and my prediction as always uh, will be a Ben White screamer involved in a 3-1 win I'm going to go with Chris's scoreline as well um, with goals from Kai Havertz and well, I've started him so I guess I'm going to have to predict a goal from Emil Smith-Rowe uh, as well uh, but thank you to my panel of guests do drop all of the love for them in the chat box in the comment section down below as well Chris thank you for your time tell people where they can find you yeah you can find me on the discord server um, it's giving everybody really bad dad jokes and making, you know, stupid comments like normal. 
um safe environment so it's not going to appear on youtube is it <laughs> fair enough mate kian thank you for your time mate pleasure yeah same thing i'll be on the discord as well i don't comment but i read everything <laughs> there you go so kian's watching just just know that kian is indeed watching and bryce fantastic debut mate thank you for taking the plunge and inspiring hopefully more of our cowardly discord members uh to take the plunge themselves as well thank you and tell people they can find you uh yeah on the discord and then in the discord i can drop my like twitter handle or something like that um too. you can drop it here if you want tell uh, people hey one sec you i don't even have to memorize <laughs> one sec hold on it's on my phone it's uh at bryce connor 18 uh connor c-o-n-n-o-r so there you go so right, I, I, I always know how Connor is spelled a certain way because they a Connor with one N has to tell people how it's spelled, whereas a Connor with two N's never it's does. Two N's. So, it's two so, N's. Yeah. Just so. making sure. Two N's. Connor with two N's. Thank yeah. you, Bryce. Smashed it, mate. Well Thank done. Thank you. Um, Thank you to everyone joining us in the chat box as per. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning to break down Mikel Arteta's press conference and any of the other news, of course, from today as well. Interesting things I learned about release clauses today, just to finish off the show. Paolo Dybala, I remember him, has a £10.8 million release clause that is available this window. Uh, Sehu Garassi has £15.2 million release clause as well. So if you want a bargain centre-forward, it's a couple there. Arsenal. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, but maybe fans won't go for that. Anyway, let's see if they do tomorrow. Have a fantastic day, people. Drop a like, subscribe, all that fantastic YouTube stuff. And we'll be back very soon. Stay safe, stay well, stay happy. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.